Hi there. We are some nobodies, and this is Talking Upstream. Welcome again. We appreciate it. Very much. Uh, Talking Upstream, if you don't know so far, is a show where Dylan and I, we come together uh, with a couple ideas, and using the whiteboard here, we kind of show people um, our process in taking an idea from a stupid thought that I have while driving down the road and put it down into something that Dylan can write a script for. So yeah, all the sure. way down to a publishable idea, hopefully. Hopefully. At least a pitchable idea. Yeah. Now, Talking Upstream is a 90-minute writer Zoom where we are going to use this whiteboard and our own creativity. We're going to, as Zach said, spin something out from a single line, roughly, mm -hmm. never more than really a paragraph because we want to come into this as blind as we can, into something that we can work on later as a full project. Um... We are currently potentially having a guest. Yeah, we have a guest lined up, so hopefully they'll show up pretty soon. But if not, it doesn't matter. If we not, got a, we got a couple of things planned. It's fine, yeah. Um, and if you were here last week, the one that uh, the story that won that we went all the way down with was a topic. Mm -hmm. That was the name that we decided, and it started out with the basic idea of what if somebody's rash was legible, I guess, yeah. in braille or some form. Um, and we worked that story down to. Two girls that, uh, two women that were in college that mm -hmm. were having, you know, family issues, and uh, it was a pretty cool little story. I think it worked out. Yeah, I, yeah. I liked, I liked where it went. Got a little dark at the end, but there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, actually, uh, one of the one of the first things that Dylan and I started doing when we got to our writing was we kind of wrote a bunch of ideas that turned into Black Mirror esque style shows. We're like, hey, let's try to get encapsulated little stories that we can kind of build on, and Silicon Angels is actually one of those. So yeah. that's how that story really yeah. took off. Uh, so this one turned into about a 30 to 40 minute pretty dark tale about yeah. somebody who has a little bit of clairvoyance and doesn't yeah. really know what to do with it. Yeah. How you doing, Zach? You know, I'm doing great. Well, yeah. I'm actually, I was great. Walk it back a little bit? Yeah, I'm going to go back a little bit. Because the state's on fire? If you would have asked me a couple hours ago, I'd have yeah. been great. Yeah. Uh, right now, I'm a little worried. Uh, I walked outside when Dylan showed up in the studio to, to film the show, and I noticed that it seems like Colorado's on fire. You can't see it right now, but the sky outside is orange, and it's casting an infernal glare upon the landscape. Yeah. And there's ash falling from the sky. It is. On a level, I can appreciate it. Yeah, it is It is interesting. Uh, to <laughs> Uh, that was cool. That was cool. All right. <laughs> it's like, look at me. <laughs> um, anyway, okay, so last week we talked... Oh, I'm... So I'm a little nervous. <laughs> yes. How are you doing? I'm fine. I am fine not having been reached out to by Tubi. Man, you're still on Tubi? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Not Quibi anymore. Until they get back at me. Why yeah. should I get back, uh, back at them? What is Tubi? I... It's a streaming service. Yeah. I don't I, know who runs it. They should call us. Is that the one that, is that, the one that has the third uh, Nolan Batman movie? <laughs> oh, I think so, yeah. Yeah. Or that and Voodoo. Voodoo. Yeah. Yeah. They won't call us back either. They won't either. We'll, we'll talk about them next week, maybe. All right, so let's get into this week's episode. Uh, so what we're going to do is, obviously, like normal, we go through a bit of the scene that we worked on last week, mm -hmm. and then we go through the script that Dylan made. Um, and like we just said, the story that won was A Topic. Yes. And do you want to set up the scene that we got? Sure. So A Topic, as Zach explained earlier, is the story of two college-age women one of whom discovers that their allergies, when they are exposed to a certain substance, spell out 
a prophetic message in Braille on the hives that form on her skin. Her roommate, who is blind, can read them, and so they become aware that anytime she has an allergic reaction due to this substance, it could potentially tell them how they're going to die. This has this scene takes place immediately after they go on a shopping trip and decide not to go out because the allergies on her arms spell out drop, and then the elevator cable snaps before they can get in it. This is a montage scene where one of them, uh, they kind of give each other a, a motivational speech, kind of, and then there's a montage of them trying out different allergens to see what causes the rash, and then they do eventually find the culprit. I will be reading the stage directions and reading for Allison, if you wouldn't mind re reading for Betty. I would love to. All right. I'm a natural Betty anyway. Yeah, all right, here we go. Is that a... Is that a Jughead reference? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> a topic. Fade in. Interior. Apartment. Living room. Day. Allison and Betty sit on the couch. Allison is bundled into an overlarge hoodie. Betty pets her service dog, John Bonham. The empty bottles of wine sit nearby. The television is on, but muted. Allison lightly scratches her arm where the drop rash is still faintly visible. Otherwise, she stares into the middle distance. You should leave it alone, or it'll scar. Hmm. Al. Hmm. Can you listen to me for just a second? Okay. So, I know it's never a good idea to tell someone to calm down, but I think you need to calm down. Allison eyes Betty angrily. And I think we should talk about it. Do we have to? I think we should. That was the second time your... thing stopped us from dying. I, I don't know if this is really my thing. I mean, it's definitely not my thing. You're the one with the weird prophecy rash. Please don't call it that. I don't hear you calling it anything else, and you know I'm the one who's good at naming things. Allison eyes John Bonham, skeptical. There's a real gift here. A real tool we could use for good. I don't know, B. It doesn't feel good. When do allergies ever feel good? That's not what I mean. Well, what do you mean? I just... I don't like knowing that death is around the corner. It's been two days, and each day we've been this close to dying. I'm scared to go outside. Hmm. What? It's just funny. You know, I've been blind my whole life, and I'm still nervous stepping out the door in the morning. I'm not scared. It's not like I'm worried I'll step into an open sewer grate or something, but this world is made for people who can see, and a lot of what I can deal with is an afterthought for most people. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that. And now you have this ability to see, kind of, at least in a way, better than anyone else, and you're scared of it. B. I'm not trying to shame you, Al, but I don't think I'd be more scared if I could suddenly see better. You know what I mean? Allison gives Betty a guilty look. It just feels like a waste, you know? It's a gift to see something coming. But if you let this fear of what might be in its way keep you from moving on at all, Hasn't the bad guy already won? Bad guy in, like, you know, a metaphorical sense. I... I guess you're right. I'm pretty sure I am in this case. So, what do you think we should do? You mean before our big concert, or before our big ski trip? Yes, before everything we have planned. Betty stands. John Bonham looks up expectantly. So, what are you allergic to? Interior, apartment, kitchen montage. Oops, sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I missed the scene. It happens. Uh, I think you need to find out what makes you tick. Interior, apartment, kitchen, montage. So what are you allergic to? I mean, it's a pretty long list. Just go through it. 
Allison lists her allergies. As she does, Betty sets each on the table in front of her, if applicable. Peanuts. Bee stings. Shrimp. Okay. Cow's milk. Here. Eggs. Got one. Dog. There. John Bonham looks up and whines. Is that a whine? It's fine. Yeah. Not you, buddy. You're, you're hypo. Soy. Here. Pollen. One. Latex. Two. Animal dander. <laughs> Anything else? Ibuprofen. I think that's it. At least the common stuff. I keep forgetting how much your body dislikes you. It's, it's just overprotective. Okay. Is anything here going to kill you if we aren't careful? Just the peanuts. Allison eyes the bag of peanuts. Then don't test the peanuts. Let's get started. Interior kitchen. Montage as each item is rubbed under Allison's nose. Quick cuts. Allison sneezes. Allison sniffs. Allison's eyes get increasingly red and watery. Betty accidentally spills milk on Allison's hoodie. Ugh. Allison, in a new hoodie, looks increasingly miserable. Allison rubs lightly at her arm. Allison continues to sneeze. Betty looks discouraged. Wait. Allison rolls the hoodie sleeve up her arm. Betty, how long have you been using this detergent? Not long. I just got it, like, last week after I ran out of my normal stuff. Why? Allison holds her arm out, forgetting that Betty can't see it. Uh, I think it's your detergent. Close-up on Allison's arm, bearing a four-letter Braille word. Read my arm. Oh, how can I turn down an invitation like that? Betty runs her fingers over the Braille on Allison's arm. Dust? Allison looks confused, then her gaze focuses on the bag of peanuts, separated from the rest of the items. It's your detergent. <clears throat> Fade out. Oof. That's cool. Yeah, well, thank you. I like that. I wrote that entirely yesterday. <laughs> In yeah. A, in a span, just a sprat of inspiration. Yeah. Sprat. A sprat? Sprat. I think I said sprat. S-P-R-A-T. I, I think you were saying sporadic spread. Sp I think that's probably spread. probably the best way to cover that. Yeah, anyway. sometimes, uh, you know, I don't... Zach doesn't really give me deadlines on when this can happen, so sometimes, uh, which is good because I am behind on oh, many of my other deadlines, yeah. Um but which is good because sometimes inspiration doesn't wait or it also doesn't just show up. Um, but if that turned out well, sometimes it works. Yeah. I work good. I work well under a crunch and I know that about myself. So That's true. Yeah. I, w I don't do well at crunches. No, I'm not very good either. Doesn't exercise, no. Joe. I know. That's fine. I exercise sometimes. Uh, do you want to explain what we're about to do here? And I'm going to go fix this light situation. Yeah, go, go ahead and do that. So while Zach uh, hangs the curtain back up, what we're doing here... We're going to have two ideas on this board, uh, one which is a returning idea from last week. This kind of ensures that things roll over and we can actually get to them. And then the other person who did not bring the idea that lost last time brings a new idea to be put on the board. <clears throat> we kind of pitch them to each other, ideas that we had, any sort of thing. We try and keep it short so we don't go in with any preconceived notion. And then we choose an idea, and for the rest of the show we are going to spin this out into something that hopefully can be presented, or at least, if we're fortunate enough, we can have the resources to produce this ourselves. Yeah, true. Yeah. And last week, the one that did not <laughs> win was Poltergeist. Which last we, two weeks. Which we did name, and that's a really yeah. cool ghost story that we're about yeah. to get into. Um, who pitched this one last week? That was me. I pitched it both times. Oh, now. right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll just put my idea back in my pocket, and uh, I guess you, you bring a new idea? Oh, this is yours. This is mine. So I okay, cool. You so good. Bring it back Excellent. out. Excellent. Oh, good. Man, let me unroll this. Your scroll. acting's getting better. Is it? Mm, I don't think I'm being, so. I'm being polite. I read anyway, that pretty well this continue. time. I only missed one line. You did. 
Uh, okay, so the idea that I came up with this week, yeah. and I was really intrigued because I was looking at old commercials for some sure. reason, and I saw a commercial for, remember Google Lenses? Those, like, the glasses? Google Glass? The Google Glass, It yeah. was going to change the future. It almost, maybe here, will. Here we are now. We're in the future. We, no. We're in the... To be determined. Okay, true. <laughs> so I started having the idea of the future of that technology. Sure. So I went down the thought process of if the Google Lens or any kind of techno glass would start showing you the things that your body requires. Okay. So it's like as you're walking down the street and you and you're you know it's tapped into your biometrics uh, and it's like oh you need iron so it starts pointing out all the okay. bits of iron. A little bit of Fitbit, but more yeah. more. A lot more. Okay. Now the twist that I had yeah. was if say this thing thinks that you need love. And okay. you don't understand that the tech would understand love, so you think it's still tech. So it shows you a possible match, and you think it needs you to eat a human. So it's <laughs> the idea is, what if visual yeah. tech... It's a, a dude misinterprets his glasses like notification? Yeah, it's okay. like, he looks at it and he goes, I guess maybe it's iron that I need out of a human body. And he tries to get that, it's like, no, you need a human. He's got some issues. Yeah. All right. He's just so tech heavy. Sure. That okay. he doesn't think about. Okay. Yeah. So that, that that's it. All right. It's a tech, tech uh, future tech glasses uh, going too far. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, what do you want to, how are you going to make that snappy so we can refer to it in future episodes after it loses today? <laughs> <laughs> it only loses because the, because of the premise. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna say uh, it only loses because of the entire content of its idea. <laughs> anyway, it's a, it's a fun uh, idea. I'm gonna say this is um uh, like tech tech glasses overload. Sure. Yeah, something. That's what we're here to figure out. Yeah, we'll get to it. All right, tech glasses. I guess overload yeah. right now. All right. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> if we On ever, our live stream television if, show. If we ever get to it. Alright, so these are some tech glasses here. Oh. Oh, we're right? doing we're doing visual bits yeah, I'm, now. I'm trying to make this one. I'm, trying, advantage to, of I'm trying to give us a little bit and this is just a ghost. Yeah. That's uh, exactly what I Rar. Oh, okay. I thought that first little arch was a was an eye. No, it's a mouth. I see. I see now. Yes. Yeah. Should I have like squiggly tongue? Rar. Yeah. All right. That's crazy. Uh, okay, so we're going to go tech glasses. Uh, I think that this thing is going to make this guy turn to a cannibal, and I'm interested in talking about that. Okay. Uh, versus... I, so I had an, an idea that slightly developed on Poltergeist over the week. Okay. Uh, so I've been listening to the musician Shaky Graves. He does, like, um, folksy country rock a little bit. Okay. And he has a song called Dearly Departed, uh, and the music video is about a couple that breaks up, and each of them has a ghost, like, friend who encourages them to commit self-destructive behavior. Okay. And I was thinking, what if Poltergeist is like a romantic comedy where the guy is getting coached by a ghost? Oh. And then there's like an ulterior motive, because the original idea last time was, in order to reincarnate, you have to be there when the baby's formed. So yeah. Then, you know, he's coaching them, and it's like, oh yeah, you're a really good friend trying to hook me up with this. Wait a minute. You're only in this so you can... Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, until I can... I guess successfully sum this I, up. I like I like kind of where your head's at on that yeah. one. Yeah, I want to see a guy take tech the wrong way. Yeah, uh, but let's we'll file that one away. Yeah, all right. So I'm going to say we're going to go with Poltergeist. All right, uh, we have a title figured out too. It's pretty good. That's true. It's a little easier to say. 
Uh, Alright, so next week the loser is uh, going to be Tech Glasses, which will... Right. Whatever, whatever. So, <laughs> Poltergeist. It happens to the best of us. So, so far, all that I can remember from this is that it was a ghost story? It, it's a ghost story where... How I've kind of imagined it is... Reincarnation. In order to reincarnate, you have to kind of like be present at the moment when a baby is conceived. Yeah, I like that. That's cool. Um, and it's it's a little thematic about ghost stuff. Um, and then I thought, I was trying to think of like the framework to actually tell that story where you have like a, a will-they-won't-they they couple and each of them, e either each of them or the point of view human character, the, the living character is being like coached okay. by, a, by a ghost and maybe the ghost is lying about their motives at first. And then eventually they and the ghost get really close. Yeah. And then... So if... We fall... I figured it would be like a like half romantic comedy, half ghost world. Not the movie Ghost World. Well, but, a book right there. Oh, all right. Uh, um, so half... Hmm. The girl's glasses. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so this is a half rom-com. Half rom-com, half... I don't know if we want to make it spooky ghosts or if we want to make it kind of like well, I think Beetlejuice style. Spooky ghosts is kind of done. Alright, like I'm fine with that. I like taking things that are pretty obvious and then slightly forming them. Like, whenever you think of ghosts, you almost always think negative. Yeah. Or that they're bad. Yeah. Let's make them not bad. Okay. I also like the idea that if they're at, if they need to reincarnate by being present at birth, that maybe ghosts are more romantic. Sure. So, like, what people think is haunting is really just them trying to help you get it on a little bit. When, when someone drops their books and then be, both people bend down to, like, pick them up and be yeah. honest, that's actually ghosts just going, nope. Yes, no. And slapping it out of their hand. And whenever, like, a record scratches, they're trying to put it on to, like, a more romantic song. Sure. Yeah. All right. I think that's cool. Something there. Yeah, it makes ghosts less threatening, maybe. All right, so half rom-com, half... Uh, like a comedy ghost? Ghost comedy? Yeah, ghost comedy. Ghost com. Rom-com slash boo-com. It's Hitch meets Beetlejuice. I love it. It's not bad, actually. I thought you were going to say Hitchcock at first, but then I realized that you said Hitch. <laughs> yeah, stop there. And I'm still okay <laughs> the with The other that. one. Yeah. <laughs> the better Hitch. <clears throat> okay, so we have a half rom-com. What kind of story do you want to tell here? I'm... Honestly, I'm okay doing... Just like a straight-up rom-com, romantic comedy. Yeah. I don't know that this one has to be terribly complex or very, like... I don't want to say not deep, because I don't think we should try... I don't think we should ever aim to make surface-level stuff. Yeah. But I don't think we need to make this super high... Super, like, elevated or anything like that. Yeah, okay. So, we know that half the story is going to be, I guess, the ghost trying to get re reincarnated. Yeah. And then the other half is... The other half is, I think, the mortal story, which is presented almost like just standard love stories. So, is the rom-com between two humans? Like, two alive people, or... Like I imagined it as between two alive humans, because in order to reincarnate, the ghost's original idea is maybe to convince these two to get together. Alright, I'm going to throw something at you sure. real fast. Go for it. Let's just say, hypothetically, that this one ghost is trying to reincarnate and has been for a while. He meets people, or at least sees people that he has a chance with, Yeah. and through something, one of those other people turns into a ghost, okay. and that's when he finds love with a ghost. 
So it's a guy, <laughs> and he die. He he dies. Yeah. He becomes a ghost. That's what you said, right? Well, I mean, one of them is a ghost. The main one's a ghost. The main one's a ghost. We have a ghost at the beginning. Yes. And he wants to get reincarnated. Yes. So he starts, like, watching a couple, and he's like, hey, this couple is about to, like, have a baby. Sure. No one else is around. No ghosts around. Okay. This is my baby. And right when he's about to do this, say something happens, and, like, the husband dies. Sure. And as he's waiting... Okay. And as he's waiting for the husband to come home so they can consummate or whatever, okay. get it on, he shows up as a ghost, and it's like... The husband shows up as a ghost? Yeah. He's like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, what are you doing watching my house? And he's like, what are you doing here? What if that's the inciting incident where... And then, then it's like, it turns into them two and their weird rom-com of like, maybe trying to get reincarnated, maybe being okay with being... I have no idea. Okay. That, that was just a last minute idea that I... I, I, I kind of like the idea. What if, what, if the main, what if the main focus character is someone who is freshly dead? Yeah. Yeah. I think there should be a window to the ghost world. Yes. Which would make me think that the original ghost has been a ghost for a while. Sure. Because then he kind of teaches the new ghost things. Yeah. So then, like, you have a, like then you have a window. Yeah. You have a world building. So we have window ghost as one of the characters. So we have main main ghost? Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I, I guess I kind of like the idea... Okay, so the hus if we're talking the husband, or at least the main character is a ghost... And their partner is still alive? Yeah. And it's them trying to reincarnate to get back to them? No. Okay. Just dealing with life now. Just dealing with life now. Yeah. Okay. Because if you reincarnate, you're going to be a baby. What if... Nobody wants to date a baby. What if there's two ghost characters, one of them freshly dead? Yeah. One of them a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dead. Yeah. He's mentoring the fresh dead guy. Yeah. They are both watching a young mortal couple who are together. Oh, okay. But having issues. So maybe that... And it's them, and and originally the mentor ghost pitches it as like, yeah, you know, I like, you know, I had a wife when I was alive, and I like to ensure that these kids nowadays have it going okay. And then across the span of the movie, new ghost realizes that mentor ghost is trying to do the baby possession thing. And that's their initial falling out incident. Oh, Okay. So we have, so we're going to do, the newer ghost is already hanging out with the older ghost. I think so, or yeah. at least is very, very freshly ghosted. And they're both watching a couple, right? Yeah. To reincarnate. Yeah. And then the husband of that couple dies, because that's pretty good. That turns and into straight then comedy. then what? <laughs> well, then it's like them looking for like a new group well, they, to watch, maybe. They would, they would have to leave this. Uh, so I'm imagining this in the farmhouse. Okay. Or like an ice an isolated residential setting. Yeah. <coughs> Not a city. So I would assume that in this world, because you can reincarnate at birth. Yeah. Which would make it at conception. I think I was thinking conception. It could yeah, be conception either. makes more sense. Yeah. I think. So we'll say at conception. Um, so if we're doing that, then that would mean that any place where there would be high chances of conception, there'd be a lot of ghosts hanging out. Yeah. There. So, like, some brothels or some places, there's, like, a ton of ghosts. Yeah. So, he would need to be, this main older ghost would need to be at a place where no other ghosts are going to be around. Yeah. So, yeah, a rural place makes sense. So. I like the idea of the husband dying partway through, but I don't know. What? I, I just what? think, I think, for me, that's a better window into a world and a better scene. What if, what if the husband dies partway through and meets up with these two and they're like, well... 
I had an idea where he dies and then he tries to get in on the resurrection, trying to beat the other two. Sure. I think that's cool too. I don't know that that works if. And they're like, you know, you know, you're not going to be an adult. You're going to come back as a baby. You're going to come back as your wife's son. And he's like, I need to be with my wife. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be your own kid. <laughs> I I like that idea. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is a weird circular. Yeah, I mean, it is weird. Um, in that case, maybe we do need to make reincarnation at birth because if it's if you bond at conception and the husband dies. Oh, true. Unless the husband is then trying to get his wife set up with another guy. Okay, this is, wait a minute. This that, is getting wacky. That is a weird movie. Okay. This is an 80s movie. <laughs> this is an 80s movie. So first act, two dead ghosts are trying to set this couple up to have a baby. At end of act one, husband dies and joins the other two. Act two is them trying to figure things out. They uh, Maybe they have to take him to like Beetlejuice-style death bureaucracy. And they realize, like, oh. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> what was Act 2? Act 2 is them kind of adjusting new go uh, husband ghost to so the goes, afterlife. It goes from ghost to three men and a little lady. <laughs> <laughs> three men and a living lady. <laughs> yeah, three ghosts. Deep. And an Act 3 could be kind of falling a falling out or getting back together or like I think that the husband should then turn into the big bad okay because then he wants to just get back and they go yeah. no, no no it's not going to work the way you want it to work like you yeah. need to learn this yeah so I think if okay they, you know cool and that way mentor ghosts obviously can perish if you can do whatever that, that whatever. move on we'll figure that out we'll figure and then out. newer ghosts will be like the main hero he gets, uh, he gets bonded to the location to become a poltergeist. When you become a poltergeist, you are bound to a location and can't reincarnate. Or maybe he jumps into a body before Ghost 3 does to stop that from happening. That's not a bad... Yeah. And that's, he's like, oh, he gets his... He, gets, he yeah. prevents the bad guy from succeeding while also earning his just reward. Yeah. Cool. All right. This is getting <coughs> cool. Okay, so Act 3... Um, this will be ghost battle. I guess ghost fight. Multiple reincarnating ghost battle. Yeah. Because then he's gonna like try to get into the next one, and then try to get into the next one. Does it? Are we gonna do a weird like time span dilation where it's like they reincarnate into a body, and we follow that body growing up, and then they die, and it's like I found you again. <coughs> oh jeez. It's been seventy-five years. Yeah, I've been hanging out the entire time. How was life? It was fine. <laughs> that's, that might be a little too high concept. That's pretty high concept, but I like it. I, I, I think, I we, think if we get I a think, sequel, <laughs> I think we could probably do it in Act Three if we set the first one, or at least not. Yeah, because there's no way that we're gonna have ghosts killing babies. No. So they have to. No, we're, they have we're to not going Yeah, they wait till they're older. So there needs to be a. a what if Act One? What if the first stage of this is set in like 1915? Yeah, sure. And it's like, ah, yes, the d day's long gone. Yeah. <coughs> farmer. Right. Um, Ghost farmer. I'm going to ignore the fact that he would probably be sent to World War One <laughs> in 1915. I'm going to ignore that. Yeah, he's got a bum. He gets out of it. He's got a bum leg or scurvy. <laughs> what, whatever gets you out of the war. Whatever gets you out of the war in 1915. <laughs> I'll, I'll um, it. He has too many cuts in this movie. It's not a single cut, so he's not allowed. 
Did you see 1917? <laughs> no. Oh, oh, it's good. Oh, okay. <coughs> watch it oh, on his, now I get to joke too his, many cuts because, yes. okay. Now. Watch it on as big a screen as you possibly can. Okay. Like, I don't imagine it translates down very well. Yeah. Anyway, so 1915, Ghost Ghost Farmer is a pretty good bluegrass band. Name. Not bad. Yeah. But anyway. That's a good jug band. Uh, there's, a, there's a cute little couple on a farm. <clears throat> They're being watched by Mentor Ghost and New Ghost. And Mentor Ghost is... And I'm assuming... We're going to do a little bit of In Media Res here. Uh, in Media Res, for those who don't know, is a term in which the story begins midway through the action. Usually you will see it happen where uh, the common trope that has been done to death and parodied to death is now someone is getting chased or something. Record scratch. Freeze frame. Hey, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. And Ugh. then we cut back to... A flashback. Yeah. So uh, start the movie not at the beginning. Yeah, but I don't think I don't think I think not in the beginning. As in, these two ghosts are very clearly in their agenda. Yeah. They are partially on the way to success, and then, <clears throat> actually, I think the inciting incident. I think you might be right. Um, is a husband dying? To me, that is a very easy and interesting window to this world but i do like there being this first two rivalry that maybe has gone back <laughs> this far maybe we show them a couple times like watching over historically, people historically yeah. watching through people in like powdered wigs yeah and revel in colonial and that lives. way like so we have the first like little bit and then up to here where it's like the opening credits to x-men origins wolverine yeah where they're fighting through all the wars oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's like that yeah and Ryan Reynolds shows up and he makes jokes about being in an elevator. Then he gets his mouth cut off. What a waste. <laughs> what a anyway. Waste. So then we hop into present day. I think that's cool. Yeah. Um, we're at 3 o'clock. Do you want to do a quick little... Yeah. So hey, those of you who are tuning in, this is Talking Upstream, a 90-minute writer's room in which myself, Dylan, and Zach... Zach. Uh, ...of some nobodies uh, take you through what it looks like to very rapidly spin an idea out from concept to relative completion... The idea is that we take ideas that we haven't looked at, really, and try and make them into stuff that we can produce or present later for eventually, ideally, getting picked up by some sort of streaming service. Yeah, true. And we want to throw a quick shout-out and thank you to IBM TV for having us on here. Always. And if you are watching this, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button. You can check us out every yes. single week. We do this constantly we do if you don't know we have about 62 podcasts going something on like constantly and uh this show so we're always doing something so make sure you're subscribing make sure you're liking so you can always see yeah. what we got going on uh you can find us anywhere at some nobodies you can google some nobodies uh if you listen to any podcast just type in some nobodies and you'll see it's the easiest way to find what we do yeah we're currently doing lovecraft country reviewing that uh we have a podcast podcast which is a show that we review weird podcasts we find uh, Silicon Angels yeah. just wrapped up, so if you're interested in something that we're, that Dylan wrote and scripted out, Silicon Angels is a fictional serialized show that we put out in all 12 episodes. Season 1 is final. So is the end of the episode? This one? No, I just got talking. I'm, I'm really proud <laughs> it's of It's fine. All right, let's uh, hop back so to this. Where we are right now, we are doing a ghost story that we have titled Poltergeist, in which ghosts act as kind of like a, like a, like a what's the term for someone who tries to get people together? Uh, matchmaker. Matchmaker. Ghosts I, are trying to be matchmakers so they can become babies and live again. Yeah. And right now, we're kind of figuring out kind of the initial setup. So yeah. we, I feel like we kind of know 
This one is a little strange structurally. Normally how we've done this in the past, we do the characters, we do where they are, we do who they are, and then we do what happens to them and how they react. This one we're kind of going in with almost a, almost like a ding 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 story beats. Yeah, this and is we're, uh, this we're making sure the setup feels authentic. Yeah, the story's going pretty quickly. It's telling yeah. itself pretty well. I like this world that you're building. Um, and also, I like that ghosts are not evil because they're ghosts. Yeah. That's kind of cool. It's, it, it, it can be done. I just don't feel like doing it right now. What, making ghosts evil? Yeah. Oh. It can be done still. That's easy. Well, yeah. Everyone can make ghosts evil. Nothing wrong with an easy story. On occasion. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so we know that there's like a bit of a montage. Uh, we love montages. We've been doing a few. Yeah. They're interesting to script, but I, I had to look up how to script a montage this week. Yeah. It's pretty, it's simple, but it's different. Yeah. All right, so we're doing Ghost Farmer montage. So we got a bit of a montage here of the two main characters. And eventually they come to this farmhouse and Going they, we watch. Time. Maybe they're following, maybe they're following the husband as he's like growing up a little bit and eventually he can be like, wait, are you got, are you the ghost that have been following me? And they're like, how do you know we were doing it? This was... You're really obvious about it. Yeah, maybe. Or we could do maybe. the weird thing where, like, they're following significant people and they just yeah. fail Oh, constantly. yeah, we do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, um, we watch Abraham Lincoln do some bare fist boxing. Yeah. Or we could find them meeting husband before the current relationship and then them just following him until yeah. that. I this guy's I, young. He's yeah. handsome. He's probably going to meet someone. He wants to get married. Yeah. So, yeah, it's fun. All right. So, I feel we, we hop into present day before the end of Act 1. Yeah. And then Act <laughs> 1 is the husband dying, which yeah. would be right here. So, he's a farmer. Presumably he's a farmer. Yeah. He dies, what are we saying, like, at 25? Sure. I'm, I'm thinking young. If, if we start... Do we want present day of the movie to be 1915? No. Okay. When do we want present day to be set? I don't know. Because I w the reason I said 1915 is if we want to do time weirdness at the end, too, where it's like... Oh, then we get one of them present eats, day? One of them actually gets into it, like, oh, actually okay, reincarnates, cool. and then they're 70 years later when he dies or waiting at the bedside, like... You done? Yeah. Now it's my... Yeah, it's my turn. You went out of order. So does it start in 1915 up until this? And then it gets up to kind of present day? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. All right, cool. Um, so, Farmer... Uh, we see... It, I feel like the first act is set up as kind of like a, a romantic comedy where we see the husband do the stuff on the farm, the wife is going into town, mm -hmm. they are trying for a baby, and the ghosts are just kind of hanging out trying to make things as romantic as they possibly can. Oh, yeah. And then, how does he die? We don't need to see that. No? Um, you think one day it's just like the two of them there and they're like, where's Jim? I think... And then he fades through the wall. <laughs> I think it's a pretty funny scene if we could somehow show that, say that the couple, they get married, yeah, whatever, and they have like a conversation like, hey, you know, tonight's the night, let's okay. try. So then the, the two main ghosts are like, let's hang out here. Yeah. And then he just shows up as a ghost. Yeah. I think okay. that's cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah, it could be a car, <laughs> ah, whatever. Yeah, well, a helicopter at some point, they're, the ghosts are probably going to ask him yeah. how that happened. Dysentery. Aw. Well, it's 1915. It is. So, like, Oregon Trail rules. Yeah. You know, you're going to get a snake bite or yeah. something. So, 
Snake bite. Snake bite in the field. Field snake bite. Oh. There we go. He shows up and his ghost ankle is all swollen. Yeah. And his mouth is trying to suck it out, even though it doesn't do anything. <laughs> so sneak bite. Alright, cool. Yeah. Let's see. I'm trying to think of ghost names for mentor and mentee. So I think that this old ghost mm -hmm. should be around since the 1600s. Sure. Like, I think he should be one of the first settlers. Jedediah. Yeah. Jed. Is that what they sound? Is that the names that they had? I thought names were like Ferdinand. Presumably. Jedediah doesn't remind you of Ferdinand? No. Really? Jedediah? They, they don't seem equivalent in era to you? No, Jedediah comes off as like Amish-ish. So that's a little bit different. That's fair. Where uh, are we setting this? If we set it in Pennsylvania, he very, they very, he very well could have been raised Amish. All right, cool. So Jedediah. 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 Jed. Hello, Mark. I see your comments. He is uh, recommending, how about a possum bite instead? Can you die from that? That's black well, plague stuff, right? Uh, no, possums' body temperatures don't host rabies. It's yeah. too low. Possum, and I like possums. Well, but rats can have black plague. The, the, they can. And it's squirrels. communicated through the fleas that are on the rats. We could. I mean, he can definitely have a possum bite, too. Because I notoriously do not like possums. I know. So I'll turn you around on him. You will not. Possum bite also. That's yeah, sure. <laughs> Two. Um, okay, yeah, so we have Jed. my concert. We are possum bite. <laughs> there you go, possum bite. It's a metal, it's a jug, jug band with uh, electric guitars. Okay. All right, we have Jed who died in like the 1600s. Yeah. And he took a musket ball through the neck. Yeah, while getting bit by a possum. <laughs> And then we also have our newer ghost, which died... Got mauled by a bear. Who, I'm just thinking of... The I'm, bear also got bit by a possum. <laughs> I'm thinking of... You can like, get rabies by a possum, right? No. Possum body temperature is too low to host rabies. But what about black plague? I have no idea. What about coronavirus? Because squirrels have that. It's too early in, in time frame, potentially. Not, not COVID-19. I'm talking about COVID-1. Oh. COVID-1819? <laughs> Yeah, COVID nineteen twelve. Okay, yeah, so right. the newer ghost, uh, he's been dead for let's say fifty ish years. Yeah, right, because he's been around okay. the block for a little bit. Yeah, and what's a good name from like eighteen sixties, like uh, Alistair? We or, have an Alistair in meaner kind of magic. Oh right, what what's what's a name? Uh, Horace. Horace. Uh, yeah, Horace. Horace and Jed. <laughs> Okay, and then husband's name is Robert. Yep. Something. Yeah. Bobby. Good, good strong American name from the early 1900s. <laughs> I don't know. All the strong Roberts out there. Yeah. <laughs> name one. Robert Plant. Was he strong? He's from Led Zeppelin. You could talk to the devil or something, right? Yeah, something. Do you know about that? Uh, Robert Baratheon from Game of Thrones. He died like a punk because of a pig. Uh, he got, his wine got, sp oh, spoilers, his wine got spiked. Wait, <laughs> it's been 10 years. season one of It's been 10 years. It's been 25 years since the book was released. Ugh, yuck. Okay, cool. So, oh, man. Uh, we, have, we have the farmer dying right here. We have, uh, and then this one is going to be the three ghosts dealing. So then this turns into Buddy Cop, right? Yeah, I think so. Because we have the three guys. 
buddy cop slash bureaucratic comedy because they're ushering him through the afterlife's like oh yeah stuff. Dude, I love yeah. rules in other worlds. It's fun. The celestial bureaucracy turns out China was right. He's <laughs> a bureaucrat. B u r e a u. B u r e a u. C r a t. Comedy. A bureaucrat, as we call him, in the biz. A little bit of office space. Yeah. Alright, so that's going on. Oh, can you imagine being a desk jockey for like eternity in the afterlife? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. I worked at Discover Card for six months. So. You have a little like desktop calendar and it's it doesn't have any dates on it, it's just day fifteen eighty six. Day fifteen eighty seven. Quote. It's just stuff your coworkers. Far side far side calendar. That's not bad. I I'm fine with that. Yeah. Okay, so then we have our buddy cop bureaucratic com, and then we're going to get down to a ghost battle. Yeah, here, so. um, at least, I don't want to call it a thriller, because I think thriller um, implies a certain... What if we turn this into a ghost parkour fight? Cancel that. I got... What if... <laughs> what if the wife is being rushed to the hospital, and they're all rushing to try and, like, get to the baby, and then... They're like hopping into bodies. Oh yeah! And then someone hops into the into the body with them, and they fight briefly, and the guy spazzes out. Wait, you can hop into bodies and use them ghost style? Probably not for very long. Yeah, what if the husband hops into the wife who's pregnant? Ooh, that's weird. That's a little weird. We'll get there. We could probably work it out. All right, so this is a big body swap. It could be a nice little reunite reuniting moment for him, where it's like, well, we can figure it out. Yeah, something. We don't have to do body swap. It was an idea I had. No, I think that's always good. It's a, it's a fast way to get to yeah. something too. Are we are we doing it that the that the ghost has to be there at birth or conception? Because that it doesn't work if the end of the movie is that yeah. rushing. Yeah, I think we should go back to birth. I think that's fine. I think that's funnier. Although it does bring up a lot other ethical questions, but we'll get to that. What happens when the soul arrives? Yeah. I guess. Uh, but for the sake of this being a comedy about ghosts that are taking over stuff... Don't worry about it. We're going to say, we're <clears> not <throat> thinking about that. No. Okay, so we got to fill in a lot of these plots here. Yeah. We also have a wife character that we got to work on. Okay. I think this is going to be an opportunity for us to figure out some bits. This isn't going to be so heavy on plot. This is going to be like... What comedic scenes do we want with ghosts trying to get these people to hook up? Yeah, that's true. A lot of weird ghost yeah. jokes. Um, power goes out. It's gotta Whatever be a ghost. power there is. Yeah. And then it's like, well, the lights won't work. What do you, well, we could light some candles. Yeah. It's like, and then it's like a, you know, it's they rattle a drawer or something. And it's like, what's on oh, some matches? That's weird. We are limited <laughs> to a lot of the bits of being in that time setting. That's true. Until we get to here. Um, but we could, there's a lot. Figure it out. We, we could work on a lot. Yeah. That's fine. Um, we do need to figure out what's going to be the Act 2 ending slash, slash Act 3 catalyst. Because if this is... Oh, so this is going to be the I husband think, the husband turning bad. I think what they... I think for most of Act 1 and 2, they hide the truth from the husband. Like, we just hang out around interesting people. Cool. And then mid, and then towards the end of Act Two, he finds out it's like he finds some someone slips that you can reincarnate by being there, and he goes, "Wait, are you behind all the weird like romantic stuff? Wait a minute, you're saying I can get back?" And then it becomes almost like a chase slash like 
So this will be the truth reveal. Yeah. And then this is going to be uh, husband. <coughs> so CP3 goes bad. Yeah. And then we have a ghost battle that's going to come here. So a lot of body swapping. Yeah. Some weird, like... I imagine there would be a comedy shot where it's a family sitting down to dinner. And we see the ghost, like, roll up into the house. Like, you know, ball of dust fight through the house wall. And then show them from the family's point of view. And, like, the chandelier pretty gently swings. Yeah. And then, like, the kid is eating something. And then just, like, a, the mashed potato bowl just goes... Just completely out of nowhere. And one of the ghosts gets in him and he's like, stop! And then just, that's it? Yeah. Like, what are you saying? Yeah. That's cool. What medium do you see this as? I mean, I've been kind of visualizing it pretty heavy. Me too, but I almost see this as, outside of a couple of those little gags, it seems like a good comic book. You think, oh. Like, this seems like a really good graphic novel. That's not novel. Bad, actually. That's pretty good. Like, the world setting and yeah. the bureaucratic part, I could see a lot of... Because if you think about filming this, yeah. okay, we don't know how to do ghosts really. or afterworld or that kind of stuff. Um, a sheet. And Put I don't, a sheet over them. And, and I don't think out. that this works as an audio medium. No. So I think a podcast is out. So I think that either a cartoon, which... Animation of some sort. We're very limited in, but whatever. Puppet show? Maybe. A, <laughs> dude, a puppet show would be cool. It would be cool. All right, I'll start working on them again. We'll get to that. What a, one of us will get to it. <laughs> we let me see the one you make, and then we'll work on it. Where are my socks? Oh, they're on your feet. Um, okay, so to me. do you want to work on more scenes, or do you want to character build a little bit? Lose character build a little bit because I, I think that would. I think we have a good arc. Yeah, cause I think like, we have a good good span. I think we need to. Yeah, like you said, we this is gonna be kind of bit heavy. Yeah. So I think it's a lot of jokes here. All right, so CP1, we know, is now Judd. And Judd's been here since about the 1600s. Okay. Where are we sitting this? I, I mentioned Pennsylvania earlier. Yeah, I think Pennsylvania's okay. perfect. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, we'll do this as PA. I think that makes the most sense. Yeah. And I know IPA. enough about that. Are, no. Interior, it's, it's Pennsylvania. Not it's not that bitter. <laughs> 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 okay, so Judd was, uh, came, he died in the 1600s and has been looking to be reincarnated. Yeah. I think he's a man of honor. Yeah. What did he do when he was alive? Um, he was in the army. Okay, which one? The the American like Revolutionary Army, the Continental. You work with Washington. What what wars were going on around In there? Sixteen oh sixteen hundreds. Yeah. Is he British? No, he's he, a he's a colonialist. In the sixteen hundreds. When did they get here? I mean, seventeen hundreds. No, seventeen seventy six was when America became America. Yeah. So. Well. <laughs> <laughs> he died in the 1800s. He died in the early 1800s. Yeah, like That's 1812 good. or something. Yeah. But he wasn't that far south. It wasn't the war, just happened to be the year 1812. Sure. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> in a war. Oh, man. Of 1812. Okay, uh, so he is a uh, army dude. Okay, CP2. Character person. How long has he been dead? Since the 1800s. 
CP2. Oh, only like 30 years. Like, not long. Okay. So, CP2 is Horus. Horus died in like 1880s. And Horus also was a... I'm looking up stuff that happened in 1885. He was a carny. He's a carny? Yeah. Cool. Did he die at the carnival? Yeah. Ugh. He was one of those guys that held that hammer, and he was like, well, see if you can make this thing hit that bell up top. And as he was replacing that bell, some jerk who'd been drinking hit the hammer down, which caused that thing to go up and hit him right under the chin. Yikes. And that's how he died. That's not fun. It, he, he, honestly, it would have been the best score of the day, but... Unfortunately, Horace got <laughs> in the way. So, Horace is a carny. Um, he died in the 1880s. Okay. Um, working. Died at work. Doing what he loved. Really says what his boss said at the eulogy. He's a he's a good guy. Well, I figured they, I figured these two were generally good guys. If, I mean, maybe a little skeezy, but they're not he, bad people. No. No. He's a good dude. Horace is a good yeah. dude. All right. And then... So CP3. Two. CP squared. <laughs> Cubed. Uh, this is Robert, the husband. All right, Robert is... Boring. Robert is... He should want for something, I think. Yeah. Because there needs to be a reason why he's so driven to getting back. Well, I guess if it's, it's his wife. It's just his wife. It's his, I guess, maybe improperly, like, his, his view of what should have happened, and it won't. Um, like, I want my, I want my life, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but, yeah, maybe he does he's, have something else. He's selfish. Maybe he was about to something. Yeah. But to sell the farm and move to the city. Yeah, not to make it big, boys. We got these TVs coming or whatever happened in 1915. Uh, Alcohol was just made. Yeah, it was just invented. It's about to be illegal. Get a wall top. That's true. See, bootlegger? No. Oh, okay. Liquor? Did you say liquor? Bootlegger. Oh, no, he's a bootlegger. Bootlegger. <laughs> in 1915? What does that look like? It's dirty. I guess. It's a dirty word. Yeah. Dirty boots. It lasts forever, though. Okay, so <clears throat> Robert, he's a farmer, and he dies in 1915. Yeah. He's boring. Is his wife pregnant by the time he dies? Yes. Okay. Because it's, it's, it's his baby. It's his kid. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, right? Man, he's selfish. Yeah, I think, he's, I think he should be... I think we should probably make his most motivating factor that he is just self-driven. Yeah. He feels he deserves more. Yeah. It's the 1900s. He ah. deserves more. Hey, bad boy's back. I don't know. Is that like a... Fifth, like, like a, a radio announcer? Oh, I thought you were doing like an old gangster. Oh. Yeah, see? Yeah, see? I got bit by a possum, see? <laughs> Pennsylvania... Pennsylvania gangsters in the 1915... Yeah. Like, Wilderness. Yeah, water. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right. All right. Then we have the wife. Uh, yeah. Rob. What's the wife's name? 
How about uh, uh, Ger Gertrude? Yeah, of, of Gertie. Phil Gertie? Gertrude, but Gertie. Gert, old Gert. Oh, good old Gert. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so CP4 is Gertie. Mark is correct in saying 1915 was kind of the era of gangsters. We'll do a gangster movie later. I don't know a lot about that. That's okay. I think this is why we always go to kind of sci-fi and comedy because... Because it doesn't require a whole lot of real history research. Well, also, like, I don't know a lot of that stuff. I, so. don't, I don't really either. Yeah. I know a lot of we'll do a, future stuff. We'll do, we'll do sci-fi gangsters at a future date. Yeah. So we can just make everything up. Maybe gangsters killed them. Possum gangsters. What if there are land rights at stake? That makes... I mean... He gets and, murdered so by he, gangsters he would need, over so if property he had, deeds. So if he has, farm. like, a revenge... That's why he'd yeah. want to get back. That's good, actually. All right, cool. So, gangsters. They can't see it, but I can. <laughs> <laughs> I know how to spell it. I was trying to know if I should do an A or not. So, gangsters and then uh, land rights. So, not a snake bite. Let's get rid of that now. And also, get rid of that snake. And now it's murder. A murder most foul. It was a... Was a chicken It involved? was a bird murder. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, he also got bit by a possum, so we're going to keep that. Yeah. So he was murdered and also bit by a possum. Possum gangster. That's... He goes by Big Possum. He goes by... She goes by Mama Poss. The Mama gangster Poss. goes by Mama Poss? Yeah, she carries her kids on her back. Falls apart without her. Or in her pooch? <laughs> Uh, get them, kids. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Let's do a 1920s Dude, gangsters, <laughs> but like talking animals. Animals? It's a talking animal movie, but with but about gangsters. Yeah. This is. I'll bring this to the table at a later date. So Zootopia in the 1920s mixed with uh, Untouchables? Or is it more like what, what's that, what's Warriors? That what's that movie Seth Rogen did where it's all the talking food? Food story? Oh. Sausage Party. That's it. I hate that movie. I haven't seen it. I, it's probably I know the most better. racist movie I've ever I seen. I know better. What about if it's Warriors meets Kung Fu Panda? <laughs> I like it, but we're right. We're talking about. Oh, okay, we sorry. can't get sidetracked. I'm gonna fix that now. <laughs> this is a perpetual issue sometimes where you will have an idea and partway through you'll have another idea, and then by the time, in in our case, very fortunately, two minutes later. In some cases, it'll be like. You know, an hour and a half later, we'll realize we've completely abandoned the original concept. That's true. A Which lot, isn't a bad thing. Yeah, I have a tendency of uh, derailing a lot of our meetings with weird ideas and then pitching other ideas. It's and not then... a bad thing. Good stuff comes from it, but we are here specifically to talk about specific stuff. Which is a good reason why having a team is great. Because, yeah. Because uh, one of us can keep the other one on track. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, we're actually at 3.30. Do you want to... I gave the last one. You want to oh, sure. fill okay. people in on what we're doing? In case you just tuned in, we are Some Nobodies. I'm Zach, and this is Dylan, and we are Some Nobodies. And this is a show called Talking Upstream, where Dylan and I, and the use of this whiteboard, try to uh, workshop and talk out some idea that goes from kind of a goofy idea down to a pitchable product in case you wanted to make a podcast or try hire to make us. a movie or if <laughs> yeah you wanted to hire if us. you need some help we obviously can help you uh and if you weren't watching earlier to get uh caught up we decided to work over a story that we called poltergeist which is now turning into a ghost reincarnation rom-com turned buddy cop turned ghost battle and it, i'm it's I'm got a lot it. of hats i'm digging it yeah i like it a lot 
I know, uh, you, I know how much you like hats, so you must be really into this. I like one hat. That's true. <laughs> and many of that one. Um, okay, so where are we here? We have, oh, so Gertie. We're back on character development. <laughs> yeah. So we have a wife, and we do know that she's pregnant. That's two R's, but whatever. R. Um, and she is, I guess, now being harassed. Yeah. By the, by the. I think, I think the land right revenge idea is pretty good. Yeah, I like that, because that gives, it gives Robert uh, more of a push to get back for some Does reason. Does he have, like, a mineral vein on his property, maybe? And so part of it is him trying to set her up to be able to, like, capitalize on that and be set up now yeah. that he's dead. So he's got, so not only is he kind of a jerk for trying to beat these other ghosts with a punch, but he's got a kind of a worthwhile motivation in like ensuring that his family is set up now that he's gone and if he can get back to them all the better yeah I agree so we've got mineral land which is why the gangsters want that and then I'm guessing all this is going on the wife oh. is sorry Mark's talking about the Laurel Run fire which was a perpetual underground fire that ran for about 50 years there's a, there's a fire that's been running underground in Pennsylvania for the past like century an underground fire it's a coal fire underground oh and they can't really put it out because they can't get down there huh. I don't know if we, we might be able to work that in that would be a cool idea at least wait it's going on now I think so and it's been going on for 50 years the fire started burning in 1915 at the red ash coal mine attempts to control it lasted from 1915 to 1957 and recommenced in 1966 so the coal fire started in 1915, which is when this story takes place. Let's 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 do it. <laughs> okay, but how? Uh, so did the are we ditching the gangsters? I don't, I don't think we need to. Did the gangsters throw them into a coal fire? Was it his fault that the coal fire started? A miner accidentally left a carbide lamp hanging from a timber support, which caught fire. Because of the lack of a night watchman, the fire went unnoticed for Whoa. the entire weekend. Okay, so what? Okay, when it was noticed after work resumed the following week, attempts Wait, were made to block if, off its air supply. What if Robert was that watchman, and these guys came down to like kind of do some stuff, and then because they killed him, then that's what started all this. Let's do it's it. It's his fault. Let's do it, dude. I hate Robert. It's nice to have a. <laughs> it's nice to have a, a tie into a real. Yeah, it makes it seem. <laughs> the Earth Conservancy considered harnessing the geothermal energy of the mine fire. <laughs> I'm going to harness, harness a ground fire. <coughs> uh, the Laurel Run mine fire may burn for another century. Cool. Dude, Robert messed up. He did mess up. Underground cool. fire. Hey, thanks for that uh, reminder, Mark. I had yeah. forgotten about that, but that fits really nicely in here. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to contribute to the ideas we're developing, leave a comment in the chat. I am paying attention to them. That's true. Dylan's in front of the computer, so he's all, he's all about that. He likes communication, so hit him with it. I do my best. Um... All right, so he started the underground fire, yeah. which is crazy. That's cool. Yeah. So maybe he wants to get reincarnated so he can fix this somehow. I don't know. We, I don't know that we make him so altruistic. It's just in the back of his mind. It's in the, yeah, he's like, I mean, maybe maybe he offers that up as a as an excuse. Like, I have to go back and help fix this, and then it kind of rings false. Yeah. All right, where are we going now? All right. So. <laughs> how long do we want? I kind of I like the idea of this being a comic book. I think I think so too. Yeah, and we haven't done that yet. No. I've wrote. I used to write comic book scripts in college. Yeah. So yeah, go back to that. Um, 
So let's run through let's run through the story as we have it right now. Okay. So we see a brief montage of Jed and Horus. Uh, first Jed, then he meets Horus and they team up. And it's them trying to get reincarnated and for various reasons they can't. Um, yeah. Uh, we see them meet a young Robert. He's a minor. Um, he grows up. He becomes an adult. He starts working as a minor. Um, nothing? All right. It wasn't a, it wasn't a great joke. Um, oh, God. <laughs> um, I've completely derailed myself. Boo! Uh, <laughs> Not a uh, no. <laughs> so, um... We see him meet uh, Robert. For some reason, they're intrigued by him, and they follow him around. He's he, young, he's attractive, he's, he's got a, a career. He's a landowner where the mine is. Yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's at least a landowner. We see him meet Gertie. We see the ghosts initially help them court. Um, we see them get set up. We see them get married. Jed and Horace are in a good mood about this happening. Um... Yeah. Um, they get closer and closer. They get married. She moves in. They build a house. We see the whole thing kind of like montage. Mm -hmm. It's going to be the night where they try for a kid. The ghosts are st standing there like either outside the bedroom because they're polite because they're gentlemen from a previous era. Yeah. And they're like, I wonder where Robert's been. I wonder what's taking him so long. Robert shows up yep. as a ghost. He goes, who are you two? Why are you in my house? What? Uh huh. <laughs> um. <laughs> wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um. <laughs> and do they? Does he have to get registered as a ghost? How does he get? How does he get pulled into the world of the afterlife? So he tells. So I would say here, there's gonna be the weird scene where he's like, "I got to get back to my wife. Yeah. I got set up for this thing. Yeah. There's this underground fire now going on. I need to get back." And they go, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." There's some stuff you gotta know about this place. Let's get you a handbook. Similar to Beetlejuice, I guess, but not yeah. really. Okay. And they kind of take them... I think they should take them somewhere. Yeah. And just kind of give them the ropes. He's gotta sit through Jed, a training video. Jed turns around and he just has a doorknob suddenly. He just goes, and a door opens up in the middle of nothing. Yeah. And beyond is like a waiting room. Or like just this weird horse comes out. And oh, he like gets on a horse. Like that. And the horse like just <laughs> goes into nothing. And he they goes hold into, their hand out and they're just like, and, and then a horse, a headless horseman shows up and is like, a headless and, horse. That's not bad. That's not bad. A headless centaur and it's a headless horseman. Ew. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, I like the idea that like there's a there's an ominous looking like infernal looking chaperone and it goes, yes, ah new arrivals. Yeah. Hop aboard, and he's very jovial and like happy yeah. to help. And, and Horus and uh, Jed are like. Oh, we're not. No, we're not going. Yeah, it's him. Hi, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> yeah, and then they, there. and then they take Robert to just this weird white office room. Do we follow Robert exclusively here, or do Jed and Horace go with him? Because we could probably do a fake out to make them think Robert's the main character. Well, we can do a cut back and forth of them two. Like, well, we got to find somebody else now. So it's them doing oh, that yeah. while he goes, <clears throat> and then he goes into a room where he sees a computer for the first time ever, and it just loads up, and it's just a training video of "Welcome to the World." And it's Hi like there. some things you got to know. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how did I get here? 
I bet you're wondering what this is. Yeah. It's a computer. Is this not my beautiful house? Is this not my... No, it's not. No. <laughs> you died. No. <laughs> yeah, just a stagnant, like, just a stale white room. Yeah. And, yeah, I like Are the we idea... Doing, of, we're doing anachronisms with the ghost stuff, like... It's set. He died in 1915, but when he goes to the afterlife, they have computers and stuff. Yeah, I like there being yeah. a future tech that no one understands. Yeah. It's just like, nah, yeah. Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that that can also get us away from like the Beetlejuice tropes or really any other tropes. Um, what Mark's talking about union busting, but we were specifically told not to talk about politics. It's okay. <laughs> I think that's a soccer thing, and I don't follow soccer. Me neither. But go union, right? Go union. Is that a soccer thing? Or football? I'm definitely intending it in the soccer use. Okay, Anyway. Good. Me too. Anyway. Um, I, I like this. So then here we have the dual scenes of um, yeah. re-ghosting. Uh, which is, I guess, like the new ghost hire stuff. Yeah. And then we have the two ghosts... That'll be a, that'll be a comedy interlude where it's yeah. like we compare Robert getting integrated into Ghost Society versus Jed and Horace. Horace just kind of like just kind of. So what do we do now? What we'll swallow him around a little bit? Who's next door? Oh, nobody. <laughs> and then at some point, Robert's got to come back and meet these guys. Or what if he? What if they're? What if they don't go far. They don't. What if they don't go far because they wonder, like, what if she is pregnant? Like, they're, they're oh, she's still, oh, she's still pregnant. So they're gonna, they're hang, gonna out. hang out a little bit just yeah. to see, and then eventually she starts showing. Yeah. And they're like, "All right, now we agreed this was Jed. This is, we agreed this was gonna be Jed coming back. I know. I'm gonna miss you, Jed. Sure. And then I'm Robert shows back up. Yeah. And he goes, "Why are you guys still here?" And then they give him a they without it's, really it's been thinking like, it's about it. Six months too. Yeah. But for Robert, oh, it's been like yeah. two hours. Without really thinking about it. Spawn rules. Yeah. Spawn does rule. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when, so he shows back up and he goes, what are you guys doing out here? And then he, um, they're like, yeah, well, if you want to get back, you know, I'm sure you saw the training video. And he goes, and he looks at his wife and he goes, wait, how long has it been? It's like, well, it's, I mean, the video only lasts like two hours in the room, but it's been like six months on earth. Is, she, is that is she pregnant with my kid? And then we get we get a little sure. bit of yeah yeah. I like that. That's cool. Within um, in the intervening six months, has she sold the land and moved to the city? Because she's now she's single and pregnant. She's a widow. She is now contemplating selling the land. Okay. To get out of here. What is up? What? Speaking of haunting, stuff keeps falling down in your apartment. That's weird. This is some weird method acting right here. Yeah. <laughs> That is weird. We shouldn't do more ghost stories. Um, okay, so we also so I, I think that if she was to go and start selling land, that would give him another push. Yeah. Um, because like a family land. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he comes back and they don't immediately tell him that he can reincarnate. Mm. But he sees her talking to like a like a land broker. Yeah. And so he starts haunting his own property, and it's it's kind of like Horace and Jed are like, do we stop him? <laughs> I mean. It's, is it his? I mean, technically hers. And then we, maybe they visit the the bureaucracy and they're like, yeah, we need afterlife land right policy. Yeah. <laughs> we have a we have a we have a fresh we have a fresh one haunting his 
old home that's no, no longer under his name legally on Earth. Why do they always do this when he comes back? Section 34B. You've been here before, Judd. You gotta choose better people. <laughs> you have a history, Judd. Oh. Alright, we gotta work on this third act a little yeah. bit. So, we know that Robert haunts his own land. Mm -hmm. He's gonna come back and he's going to try to... So when he comes back, it's been six months. What if his wife starts getting threats from the people who are coming after Robert? Yeah. So Robert at first is like, I'm hanging out here to keep her safe. And then there could be a home invasion scene, like a, like an old school, like the mafia or whoever, like, rides up. You see the, the boot get, the polished leather shoe get out of the black car. And it's some dude and, you know, gangster stuff. It's Joe Pesci. Come here. With like a, with like a walker, because he's like... 400 years old. DH with Netflix money. Yeah. Yeah, Netflix is definitely going to pick this one up. Um. <laughs> Alright, so so that, okay, so he comes back in six months, and then I would say from here to when should the baby be born? Because that seems like a pretty big crux, which is at the end. I think the the end. It's like that, right, that's right also Jed getting to, yeah. is Jed or Horace going to reincarnate? I think Jed is good. Maybe Horace does, and Jed, like, stops Robert. Stops Robert from yeah. taking it? Yeah. Yeah. So, baby's born here. Uh, to Horace. Altruistically. Yeah. And then we're going to say... Do we want an epilogue where it's, like, Horace as, a, like, an adult with a woman, and he goes... And, like, he, he's... Like, they're being romantic, and he sees, like, a book fall off a shelf, and he goes, Oh, Jed. Oh, Jed. This one's for you. Get in here, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Ew, gross. Gross. Yeah. I like it, though. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Oh, that's good. Um, so then Ro Robert's defeat, or... What if Robert ends up getting reincarnated to, like, the wrong thing? Can they be reincarnated into animals? Yes. 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 Okay. Obviously. Okay. It depends on the war. If yeah. we're setting up our own ghost worlds, it's so fine. Robert, Robert gets stuck. It should be to a possum. Yeah, that's yeah. Sure, we'll keep a possum thread going through this entire thing. And then the epilogue to the epilogue is a possum going out and then biting. He goes back in time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll figure it out. In a second. We'll figure it out. Okay. Uh, what part's next? I think we still need more in Act 3. Yeah. So, you know, the baby's born. We need a horse. struggle between... So there's got to be the fight is here. We need a struggle between the ghosts, and I like that it would echo a struggle between Gertie and whoever's... Yeah, like, what if... Although she will be, like, six months pregnant. But what if yeah. there's a thing where two different ghosts get into two different bodies and fight each other like that? Uh, Jed and Horace are like temporarily possessing some of the gangsters. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in. And Robert, because he's not a good guy, gets into Gertie. So the gangsters got to try to fight Gertie. He's oh, really man. Robert. Okay. That's weird. But there, sure. yeah, there might be something there. Um, so we're gonna say uh, possession, possession battle. Yeah, I think so. At least as like the climactic kind of action scene. Okay. Okay. Apparently there are a lot of ghosts in uh, Pennsylvania. A lot of ghost houses. That's why I left there. Yeah. I couldn't handle it. Yeah. A lot of ghosts, a lot of Scrapple. It's the two things you got to yeah. know about Pennsylvania. Man, Scrapple. Yeah. That's weird. A lot of Scrapple, a lot of horses. It's not weird. It's like schnitzel. 
It's not like schnitzel no, at all. No, what am all. I thinking of? Do you know what schnitzel is? It's like breaded and fried tenderloin. Yeah. Yeah, what's a scrapple? Scrapple is like a pate. So take like all the parts of the pig you can't use, like yeah. kneecaps and snouts, yeah. and you grind that up oh, okay. into a paste oh, okay. with cornmeal. Yeah. And you cut that once it Do jellifies. You can fry it? You can. Oh. Afterwards. Well, that's why. That's well, why I thought it was similar to... But not... Apparently not. No. You could bread it and fry it. You probably, definitely could. You could probably trick someone. You once you bite into it, Do you they know from scrapple. Who does? I don't know. Yeah, here, here. Scrapple in there. Okay. I'm liking this position battle thing because I can yeah. see this going from like a lot of places and like a lot of different kinds of people. We need Mailman and a dog fighting, fist fighting. The dog is like trying to yeah. be on two legs. Yeah. <laughs> it's like two birds just pecking the, each other. The ghost in the person is very uncomfortable hitting a dog even if it's yeah, possessed. It's like, uh, and he's just kind of like just pushing he's a little just bit. pushing yeah. it away. <laughs> with, he's got, gets a stick. The dog's trying to punch but it can't because there's no actual like, joints, right? Um, I think we need, we need something between Robert finding out about reincarnation and... I mean, I guess we don't, because it's... I, I guess I'm still thinking in a visual medium. Well, he's going to find a lot... Well, actually, I guess he'll find a lot of that out here. Yeah. And then, I guess, what this truth reveal is that... Jed and Horace are stalking him. He's like, They were originally stalking Oh, you guys me. are stalking me! You guys were stalking me to get my kid? <laughs> yeah. Ew! It's weird. <laughs> all right, yeah. Uh, cool. I like all that. Okay. All right, what scene do you want to work on? Because we got to get a scene working for next yeah. week. So let's see. I'm, I'm trying to think of achievable for us to perform on this program. And I know I shouldn't necessarily think that, but for the sake of the program, that's kind of what we're doing. It's true. we got we got to make sure that we can show, or at least mentally visualize what we're trying to do. So we would... Let's see. The scene I'm kind of drawn to is the tourism, the, the showing him the afterlife scene, where it's like, you could do a lot of weird ghost stuff with, with that. Yeah, I like the real bureaucratic stuff cut in with... Weird comedic buddy cop stuff. Or the montage of Horace and Jed going through time. But it's, that's a montage, and I don't know if that's... Also, is that... When does time... I assumed most of this was set in, like, 1920. I didn't assume... I, I guess... because the, So the original idea that I had setting it here, because we had that idea yeah. where one of the ghosts accidentally enters a body... And then it cuts to 70 years later, and that body has died, and the ghost comes back. And they're like, Took you long enough. What are you doing? <laughs> you went out of order. And you gotta wait twice. Yeah, um, okay, cool. I don't know. Considering so, we aren't really using that. Yeah. Because this follows Gertie, kind of. She's as much a character. Now, what if we move that scene to the very beginning? Oh, yeah. That's and part that's of the how montage. we meet these two. That's pretty good. Yeah. It's maybe like Horace is like watching or maybe Jed's watching like this old man and this a, old man dies. It could be a really good way to introduce the idea where it starts with them following someone romantically through like the eighteen hundreds and then we see the baby and we watch one of the ghosts watching the baby grow up and then eventually the character dies and uh, either Horace or Jed comes back and it's like Welcome. No. Except Jed was gonna be dead recently. That's what I'm saying. If we have Horace come back... I mean, Horace was going to be dead recently, wasn't he? Right, but yeah, he's more recent. But let's just say that he comes back and then Jed's like, 
you know, it was my turn. That was the point. That's we pretty were, good. Yeah. yeah. That's and good. that's, that starts everything. Yeah. So I like that. But what... Scene for us to work I, on. I do like, I do like this. I think that's a funnier scene to work on. It would be an opportunity for a bunch of single line characters. Uh, ghost receptionist, ghost historian. Yeah. Ghost motivate, ghost training video. I like the ghost, I like the ghost training video. Ghost janitor. Like, what are you doing? Like, just clean the trash up. Yeah, gonna teach me all that. <laughs> I'll teach you when you. I'll teach you what you need to know when you need to know it. Are you gonna become a ghost janitor? No, I got nothing to teach you. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we're gonna say this is. I don't know what I'm gonna be. Well, your placement's on Friday. How do you know that? It's always Friday. It's always Friday. <laughs> always Friday here. Um, For a new guy, you sure are sure of things. So this is from death, or this is right when he comes back as a ghost, right? <laughs> I figured there would be a transitional scene where he shows up and they're like, I mean, I guess it could lead into I mean, what, like, uh, what I mean by returns is, so he's already, he just passed, and he comes back and he's like, what are you guys doing here? Yeah. And he's like, hey, before you get all crazy, we got some stuff to show you. I like that, but I think the scene is going to play out a little bit before that, where they have to explain, like, hey, you're dead. From the looks of you, it wasn't, it was okay. Do you, do you remember it? Uh, I mean, I was in the mine, and a lamp fell. Ooh. Mm. You, you, got, you got out lucky not, like, showing that. Yeah. Yeah, true. <laughs> cool. Okay. Monta. So. So scene. Going to be. So Rob returns, and that's when he learns. Right, he learns what he learns. Yeah. He learns Ghost World. <clears throat> learns Ghost Rules. Comes back six months later. And it's all cut in with comedic buddy cop ghost stuff. Yeah. Yeah, while Robert is learning, Jed and Horace are doing their own thing. Like the most boring, mundane things Robert's going through. And then cuts to these guys, like, following a pregnant woman doing weird yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah, there's something in there. Buddy cop. <clears throat> okay. I'm imagining this panel as like it's a room of fo plastic folding chairs completely gray yeah. and white or something. It shows Robert from straight on and he is the only one in the room. Um, maybe. Sure. Maybe there's just a whole bunch of people dead. It's World War One. Uh, no, he gets taken. He gets taken to like the accidental death room, and he walks past like World War One. Yeah, uh, Black Plague, Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, Black Plague. <coughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Random events that happened in 1950. Causality malfunction, like a time travel yeah. death or something. Alien abduction. Alien. Yeah. <laughs> Extraterrestrial. There's just a. Uh, there's just one that says off world. Yeah, off world. <laughs> um. Yeah, a lot of comedy options there. Yeah, I think it's funny. Um, and he sits down, and it's like a banner that says, um, Congratulations, you're dead. Yeah. 
And there's like a well, a TV on one of those tall wood, like metal stands on wheels. Yep. And then a you know blue-haired lady ghost comes in. And it's like only one today. Okay. It's, they use a VCR for some reason. Love it. And he's just like, What's what this? is what is this? It's your orientation video. What's a video? Only takes forty-five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like that. Uh. And then what is what are? Let's see. Hold on. Funny doors. VCR humor. Uh. Do you like VCR or do you like? Kind of like. You're gonna talk about Betamax again. Laserdisc. HD DVD. I just I like the sound of like an old like computer turning on. This is going to be in comic book form. So? I'm just saying. You think VCR is funnier looking? I think... I guess putting in a tape is funny. Floppy guy is pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) I like it being outdated to us, but futuristic to him. The issue with using a floppy disk is that it can hold like 45 meg. If No, 2.5 meg. This Total. is Ghost World. It is, and I'm applying real life logic to it. But how much meg can a VHS tape hold? It can hold like eight hours of video. How many megs? It doesn't matter because it's a different One. format. One. You ever seen a movie? It's not that good. It's not on VHS, so <laughs> yeah. it, it is my house. Meg. No, I recorded. No, you didn't. <laughs> Prove it. Well, not here. We're, we're doing something. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I mean, so what? What are? Uh, what's Jed and Horace doing? Because well, we have we have roughly we're just waiting. We have roughly three bits for Robert to go through. We yeah. have the funny doors, the orientation awkward start, and the orientation video itself. Yeah. What three bits can we show Horace and Jed doing? Shooing another ghost away. Because if another ghost comes in, they're, like, hey, they're, they're checking out a populated area, and, and well, like, if, if they're this following, place is crowded. If they're following her around, shoot. So. It could be shooing person away. Oh, like away from Gertie. Like, yeah, it's like, hey, oh, hey, hey, yeah. hey, hey, this is ours. Or it could be like, hey, Robert's going to come back here. Maybe we should go try to find somebody else. And then it could be them looking at other places and be I, like, oh, my God, there's so many ghosts here. I like the idea we had where originally they think Gertie might have not gotten pregnant. Yeah. So they go off and they go and check a hospital and it's just shoulder to shoulder. And they go, "Yeah, this is, man, can you believe we ever tried this? real sausage fest in here. What's that mean? I don't know. I just saw on TV. Yeah. What's TV? <laughs> I saw that training video. I'm slipping. <laughs> I watched that training video. That training video. <laughs> so uh, we have them checking on Gertie, realizing she's pregnant. Yeah. And then we have a little bit of that. So what are they doing before that? Uh, they're checking a hospital. What's one more thing they could be doing as ghosts? I think they could check um, like, like, a, like a brothel. Because if the first thing that they, they think is like, hey, where's the fastest place we could find? Like, like I don't know, where do people have sex a lot? <laughs> they go, oh, I know a place. And it cuts to them in front of a brothel. And there's like, just ghosts everywhere. The street's just packed. And then it was like, maybe we're we are doing should... that or doing a hospital. Because well, I think I, that's I kind like, of the same joke. I like cutting it from that to a hospital. Like, maybe we should go someplace a little bit cleaner. Maybe we should go to where like, babies are being born. And then they cut to a hospital. Then there's like, more ghosts there. And it's like, ugh. No? No, I do. I'm just thinking of the line, I don't know, I feel like we should go somewhere cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> it's 1915. 
I do feel like those are two really similar bits, and I think we need one more that's distinct. That's true. Um, maybe we could do some research and find out whatever else is going on at that time and see something will be like kind of big. They cause something. They cause horrific yeah. to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do like them shooing away other ghosts. Um, I maybe there could be a scene of them um, possessing other bodies to do something. Maybe it's all like so. Okay, so maybe we use the one bit that we have, right? Sure. And then like we should just go back to let's go check on Gertie. Yeah. Maybe Robert's back by now. Is she in confrontation with the people? Who, like maybe maybe she's having a first talk with the people who were interested in the land. And you're like, your husband's dead. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe that's why they go back. And you go, man, yeah. those mafia guys, like, we kind of, because at this point, they've hung out with his family for a, a little bit. Yeah. So it's like, let's go just check on them. Then mafia guys come, and maybe they, <laughs> maybe they possess the mafia guys and doing some stupid, just And the mafia guys stuff. take it wrong, because yeah. they're like, something's weird. It's like, wow, this place must be haunted. This place must be haunted. We can sell it. <laughs> let's capitalize we'll, on we'll it. We'll put a carnival on here. Anybody know any carnies? Oh, um, yes, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then Horace is like, they're talking about me. Nah, there's another one here somewhere. <laughs> it's always, it's like spiders. You are never less, you're never more than 10 feet away from a carny. I thought you were going to say you eat three of them <laughs> in your sleep every every year. <laughs> um, all, all right. right. I like this. I this think is, this is, good, this this is, is going a good base. Good. Yeah. We have five, we have less than five minutes. So I think we're pretty good on time. Yeah. What do you want to work on for like two more minutes? I mean, we got the scene down. I think that's going to be a good scene. Yeah. We got pretty much all the basics. <clears throat> I don't know if there's anything else. I like the idea that when they when they call and they're like, oh yeah, no, you're, you're newly dead. We need to get like orientation down here. And, they, and the headless horseman writes up and they're like, what do you need? And it's like, we had a new one for orientation. He goes, ugh. He reaches down and opens the door and he goes, you don't have to summon me for everything. Yeah. He disappears. You can open the door your damn self. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. I like it being a headless horseman and it's a centaur without a head. Like that's... <laughs> a headless horseman. Yeah. Like this isn't exactly what I thought it was going to be. Like what did you what think? What are you? <laughs> don't worry about it. It's the headless horseman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Let's just wrap it up. That's it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, everybody. We appreciate you watching this. This is Talking Upstream. My name is Dylan. This is Zach. We are some nobodies, uh, creators of various content stuff you can find. You can find everything we do, the website at the top of the whiteboard, www.somenobodies.com. We appreciate IBM TV for giving us the platform. We appreciate you for watching. We appreciate Jared Gleason for the music written for the opening and outro. Uh, it's Quantum Realm. He let us use it. That's true. Anything else? If you have any interest in wanting to help support us or sponsor us, you can go over to patreon.com slash some nobodies. Uh, you can see all the stuff that we're doing, the things we're working on behind the scenes there. And um, keep yeah. tuning in. Actually, if you want to say hi to our Patreon members, we do have oh, a couple. Yeah. Uh, we want a quick shout out to Scott Curtis. To Sarah Tkachik. Tkachik. I think we learned that. I think that's correct. it. Yeah. And Tanya Sheck. Hey, all right. Yeah, right? All right. Three Got for three. It. Right we on. did it. It only took us three weeks. Thank you very much. We appreciate <laughs> all of you guys. And once again, IBM TV, thank you, thank you, thank yes, you. Be well out there. That's it. See you next Sunday. Bye. All right. Now we banter until he cuts the camera. Yeah. yeah.